0: Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I believe sharing experiences, whether they're from my life or the stories of listeners, is a wonderful way to demonstrate to you how simple this whole law of assumption thing can be. Sharing experiences to me is more effective than just giving you a checklist of techniques because I'm really not a checklist (laughs) or a rigid technique kind of person. I didn't use special techniques to manifest my life for most of my years and neither did you. Now techniques, are very useful because they break down and show how we can effectively change our lives by changing what we are imagining. You ever look at instructions to put together a cabinet or maybe a car engine manual? When you look at those, you can see a picture of the finished product, but then the instructions or the manual gives you an exploded view and labels all of the parts necessary to make that cabinet stand together or to make that engine run. For me, techniques are like that. They're fundamental and and helped me out a great deal. But they're an exploded view of what you and I have been doing throughout this lifetime and many, many others. Once you see the parts and how they work together, living and moving in imagination becomes fluid and fun. Today I want to share with you a few stories to show how Kim and I live our lives and a cool story from a listener as well. In case this is the first episode you've ever listened to, a few months ago we had two hurricanes come through our area and it caused both of them caused so much damage Our house was one of those that was damaged. We can't live in it right now. It's really not a big deal. (laughs) We wanted to completely remodel the house anyway. And I've talked about that before. While my oldest son and his wife opened their house to us after the storm, we still wanted to find a place to live for the time being, a new temporary permanent residence. (laughs) A couple of months ago, we had made an appointment to tour a huge new, beautiful downtown apartment complex. I mean, this place is nice. It's got a huge courtyard in the middle and a swing pool and a parking garage. Well, we ended up not getting that place because they have this (laughs) insane 10 or maybe 15 pound pet limit. And uh, well, Penny, our Aussie shepherd blue heeler is uh, is heavier than 15 pounds. So we, you know, that was a no for us. But that day, as Kim went one direction to her vehicle and I walked the other direction down the sidewalk to my truck, I looked up across the street from this modern apartment complex at this old brick building. It had been a furniture store nearly 100 years ago, but now it had this huge banner across the top of it announcing loft apartments available. Having lived a suburban life, I had always wondered what it would be like to live downtown in one of these old converted buildings. So as I stood there, looking at the building and wondering what it looked like inside, I hadn't been in it in decades, I said to myself audibly, I was alone though, oh, I want to live there. And as I just stood there, imagining what it would feel like to live in such a cool building, a little smile broke out. I took down the phone number that was on the big banner, but I didn't follow up with it. At the moment, I was really done with looking for places to live. Uh, If you've never been in an area that was devastated by some type of natural disaster, uh, you might not grasp uh, how difficult it can be to find a place. If you're wanting to stay within the place you live, or near the place you live, it's hard to find a place that wasn't heavily damaged as well. So a lot of apartment complexes were damaged and are now unlivable. And I was just done, really done with looking for places. And we had a beautiful house to live in with my son and his wife. Not something we wanted to do long-term, but at the moment, it was nice. A really nice, brand new house. So I never mentioned it to Kim that I'd seen this apartment and that I took down the phone number. As I said, my son and his wife's house is beautiful, but it's outside of the city and it means at least a half hour commute. Not too big of a deal at the time because schools were still closed because of the hurricane and uh, my daughter didn't have to go to school. They were all, uh, her school building was heavily damaged I know some of you are thinking, a half-hour commute, Mike, that's not a big deal at all. Hey, but I'm a small city guy, so a half-hour commute is a big deal, and I didn't want to do it. Weeks pass, and then we get a notice from the school system telling us that in-person classes start December 1st, a month from the day we got the message. Okay, so I didn't want to have to drive my daughter to to school from my son's house because that meant uh, where the school's located, that meant at least a 45 minute commute. And I just didn't want to do that. I wanted it to be easier. So I decided that even though I didn't know at the moment how it would work out, that it would work out perfectly. And I felt the feeling of, ah, that worked out perfectly. That's the feeling I had. And then I didn't concern myself with it. I didn't start looking for places to live, didn't worry about it at all. Well, a couple of weeks later, Kim and I both decided it was time to get our own place. Now, we didn't discuss it with each other, but on that same day, we both decided it was time. This is it, it's time for us to have a place. I knew we had a place, a wonderful place, in the city in time for my daughter to start school. At this point on that day, it was about two weeks until school started. I went on about my day. I didn't really think about it again. That afternoon, Kim called me to tell me she saw an ad on Facebook. Now she wasn't looking for properties. She had decided it was time, but she wasn't making any effort to uh, do that whole search thing again, like we'd done a month or two before. But this post popped up on her feed announcing an apartment available in the very loft apartments that I had looked at from the street that day, weeks before. She made the phone call and we toured the building the next morning and we loved it and still do love it. We moved in that next week, the day after my daughter started back at school. It worked out perfectly, just as we had imagined it. I do love this building, but some parts of it have been a real mess. Half of the building was damaged by the hurricane. So there's been a construction crew working on that, that half of the building. And there, they were always leaving a mess in the hallways and in the elevator and the parking garage. Debris, old cabinets, sheetrock dust, nails, all kinds of mess everywhere. And every time we would come into the apartment, we would track in all this dust and dirt into our apartment. And it was really uh, not ideal. If you've ever had hardwood floors, you know what I'm talking about. You notice every little bit of dirt and dust that's on it when the light hits it just right. And and we could feel it under our feet. I wouldn't walk barefoot (laughs) those first few days because I didn't like the feeling, that grit, between my feet and the floor. I tried talking to the men, but when I did go up to them, they would just stare at me. (laughs) They wouldn't speak a word, not even to tell me that they don't speak English. They just would stare at me. So one day, riding up the elevator and looking at the filth inside of it, I finally did something about it. I imagined it was clean, and I felt the satisfaction of riding in a clean elevator knowing that I did this. I did it. Not that I physically cleaned it, but I did it in imagination, and I felt that satisfaction. A few days later, I just had a spur of the moment urge to go to their side of the building where they're working. I just walked on into the construction zone and said hi and started talking to them. No real reason. I just love having conversations with new people. And it's a thrill for me. I enjoy talking to people and meeting people. It turns out, I quickly learned, they, they don't speak a lick of English. Not one bit. But with Google Translate, we had a lovely conversation. We've had lovely conversations since then. Our conversations weren't about anything important. But they got to know me and I've gotten to meet and get to know three really cool people, Paco, Jesus, and Ebon. I even ended up getting them some beers and Coke one day and even shared some jambalaya with them. I never mentioned the mess. I never complained to them. I just enjoyed getting to know the guys. I never mentioned the mess they were leaving. I was doing all of this out of the joy of doing it and getting to know them. The next day, I noticed the hallway had been swept, as had the elevator. And when I went down to the parking garage, they were in the process of sweeping out the entire garage and moving all of the debris out of the way. I didn't make it about making them clean up after themselves. And I didn't mention it to them. I didn't try to change them. I changed something within me. I assumed the place was cleaned, and I made three new friends. The first week we were here, I wasn't letting that happen. I was irritated by the mess, and I noticed my inner speech, my mental diet. I noticed the irritation I felt when I stepped on the elevator. And so, knowing I can only experience what I allow in consciousness, I did something about it. I assumed the elevator was clean, and they went way beyond the elevator and cleaned up the huge mess in the garage as well. Here's one from Kim. She was at work one day recently and realized she hadn't brought anything for lunch. She could have ordered delivery or even gone out and gotten something for herself. But she decided, no, someone will buy me lunch today. And she went on about her work. An hour or so later, well, someone at work bought her lunch. <laughs> now, these might seem like little stories, too small of situations to be any, of any use to you. But I want you to see the ease and flow with which we live our lives. We don't go with the flow. Kim and I both know we are the flow. We move it according to our assumptions. Now here's a cool story from a listener. Asia sent me a message last week. I'll just read her story as she told me. I was diagnosed with COVID last week. I felt horrible for several days up until yesterday. Last night, I decided that I was finished feeling horrible, having a fever and being afraid of what the news media was showing what happens to people with COVID. I fell asleep with the mindset that I am healthy. I woke up this morning feeling so much better. No fever, no aches and pains. I'm so grateful to know who I truly am and that I can make it through anything in this life. I really just wish everyone in the world knew that their imagination is the key to all. Isn't that a wonderful story? Well, Asia, your story will help others realize that their imagination is key to all. You notice she said she was done with it, finished with feeling horrible, finished with those nasty symptoms, and finished worrying about what the news media is saying. She's done with the whole thing. She made the decision to feel better and simply fell asleep in that feeling. Just a number of hours later, she wakes up feeling much better with the symptoms, only a memory. What a great story. Thank you for sharing that with me and with our listeners. She knows who she is and she reminded herself of that and made that little shift in consciousness and reaped the benefit the next day. She didn't make it about imagining the vaccine would work or worrying about healing the world. She made it a first person experience. Really everything we experience is a first person experience. It's always now, we're always experiencing everything, even our memories and our worries about the future right now. It's always within you. The whole universe is within you and it can only be experienced within you. Nothing can ever be experienced outside of you, which brings me to my next episode. Now this to me is the key to all else, the first principle. I have talked about it many times, be still, and know that I am God. That's the key to the life you want, and maybe, definitely, a life even better than you ever thought possible. I, The First Principle, is coming up on the next episode, number 171. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.